3: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 624. Uh, what are you up to this week? Uh, I've got just a uh, stand up, and uh, my dad got his hip replaced. So, stand up dates and taking care of my dad. Oh, wow. Oh, that's nice of you. Yeah. So he has like a bionic hip now. He does. He has. My dad is mostly robot at this point. This is his second hip replacement. What does he do that he has knees. to have hip replacements? He was uh, horribly crippled when he was younger. Oh no! He got hit on a motorcycle by a drunk driver when he was like uh, nineteen. Oh he Jesus! Was, uh, or no, a little. He was a world class athlete who was like heading towards like. Being like a professional athlete, and then like went was in a coma for three days, like they said he'd never walk again. And had he not been like in prime physical shape, oh he never walked. And so, so you got been, all his post accident yes, genes, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, that's always the joke. My dad grew up uh, uh, super athletic, so he uh, ended up having two super artsy kids. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so he he used to wear like super thick glasses because he's blind in one eye, and now he has robot eyes what uh, yeah it's crazy my dad is like more machine what do you mean he has a robot eye they put a robot implant into his uh, eyes so he actually no longer has he went from coke bottle glasses his whole life to no glasses with like better than 20-20 vision and so how did the robot eye work uh, it's like a robotic implant that then sends the same messages that your cornea stuff would send to your brain
1: this is amazing this is incredible
3: <laughs> I, w- I want that so bad yeah I was, I was telling Katie who he doesn't this. want robot eyes yeah. I was like, I was like no I no you gotta get the robot eye <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and so uh, so he can, like, see through your clothes and stuff? Yeah,
3: yeah. and and then, like, it's really cool because if something's cold, you can, like, shoot it with lasers, and that'll <laughs> warm it up. <laughs> well, see, I've been watching—I watched the season one of Helix, oh. and uh, now I want Silver Eyes.
1: Yeah, that is pretty so cool. Silver Eyes are pretty—I also would, you know—I I would also like to be immortal.
3: Well, yeah, but there's but a— it- Silver eyes silver is a good eyes second would be place. Cool. It's the silver medal being silver eyes. Yeah, that would be really rad. I just want is good vision. D- does that uh does that aim that... higher? <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you had maybe if you had silver eyes you could see higher for better yeah. seeing goals. Maybe. You got to keep your eye on the prize, which is hard without glasses. Yeah. So um going to get, get, get what, are you going to get robotic eyes? Oh god, no. I love glasses. I can hide behind them oh, along with true. the beard like yeah. I maintain that and I look like I look the... like a disguise. <laughs> Kyle's always someone in disguise. else on the run would be like, "Oh, I will look like that guy from the Nerdist because he looks like he's just someone who's on the run."
1: <laughs> well, we should talk to you in more in depth, but not today uh, because we're going we got... to get
3: into the podcast now. And I also will say really
1: quickly that uh, my fun comfortable tour starts this weekend. Friday, I'll be doing two shows in Seattle. The first one sold out. I think there's a few tickets left for the ten o'clock show. And then Vancouver this Saturday following weekend, uh, Portland Denver. Oh shit! So
3: please weather that uh, is weather wise. I hope that uh, it holds Portland's up. Portland's so been can... pretty good right now. If I friend just get back from there. I'm not so worried about Portland as Denver. Well, they're high. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, they're high. <laughs> Getting in and out of Denver, you well, know, if the weather. Leave Denver. No, you're trapped. <laughs> Wait, what? This is this is the end of the run. I got day. out once before. Uh, I could get out again but barely you missed the like closing worm mouth chasing after you as you were escaping. Oh, that's that, what that was. I appreciate
1: that. That uh that riff was brought to us by uh Tim Burton. Yeah. I was uh, going Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you're going Empire Oh, you were doing
3: Oh, you're doing the Millennium Falcon coming but, but out of it. But it, it is right. uh, it's, just, it's an asteroid worm instead of a sand worm.
1: It's a it's a it's a reference that works for Tim Burton Dune oh, yeah. Star the Wars. The 80s
3: loved giant worms. Loved worms though. jumping out at people. <laughs>
1: loved any kind of wormy and if you were Tim Burton, it was a circus worm. Yeah, well, uh, you might as
3: well. And if you're, yeah. He looked down at his socks and was like, that. It's that, <laughs> but, but animated.
1: Uh, but yeah, the Fun Comfortable Tour is now uh, about to start. FunComfortableTour.com for tickets. A lot of cities coming up uh, after this month, too. And more will be added. Which is uh, Simon Amstel, who's a, a, a British comic, a very famous British comic, who is now starting to uh, take over the States. Ooh. And uh, he, if you're, a, if you're an Anglophile, you might know that he hosted a Nevermind Never the, the Buzzcocks, Buzzcocks for a while. Um, and uh, his tour starts in April in the United States. Info and tickets on his website at SimonAmstel with two L's.co.uk. Dot dot so uh, look out for Simon Amstel. Uh, when he's on his uh, U.S. tour, and, and go down a YouTube wormhole.
3: Worm! <laughs> We're back. We're back to the
1: Full 80s. Circle. The YouTube wormhole is going to uh, grab you from your seat and, uh, and pull you down. Oh, that'd be awesome. All right, here we go. Start the thing.
4: Now entering Nerdist.com.
5: I had a funny tweet that goes along with a picture, but the picture wouldn't even load. But I still laughed really hard at the tweet, which was "Billy Joel playing harmonica looks exactly like a dying Anakin Skywalker."
2: <laughs> oh, you should you should see the picture. It's it's spot on, and it like you you laugh and then you get real bummed out because <laughs> that's like to be, that would be horrible to hear that if someone said that about you. How amazing would it have <laughs>
1: been in on? Jedi when he's like please remove the helmet and the helmet comes off and it's Billy Joel underneath. Like, just for fun. Oh, you have the picture? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It really does.
0: That's, it really that's does. better
1: than my mind even made you it. A Billy Joel fan?
0: Me? Yes. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't believe what you're saying. You may not be a Billy Joel fan. I think I probably am. I probably, if I uh, researched into it, yeah. I would be. Sing, sing some of the songs to me. Did,
1: na, 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 na. Does that help at all, no, or was no, that not? He no. never came up on Buzzcocks.
0: No, go on. Do some more. Do some. More. He's the American Elton John. He is. Oh, of, well, I, I like Elton John a lot. They toured together. They, mm. did, they, did, they did a big show in Vegas. Yeah. So they did the
2: two piano yeah. tour.
0: Yes, I remember that. Yeah. I feel like I just don't... I, if you said the... the you know, Sing a me the a hits.
2: song, the piano man. And the
1: piano <laughs> sounds like a carnival!
2: <laughs>
0: no one else? No, no I don't think... I don't.
1: And He's the cl- microphones!
2: Uh, He's now. the closest that people in New Jersey ever got to go into the theater.
1: Just the way you are. That's good organ work right there. So good. Come on. Right here we go. Don't
0: go to oh, sure. But isn't that Elton John? I mean, isn't that Stevie Wonder? No! That's Billy Joel.
2: That's Billy yeah, Joel. So they, He changes sound a
5: bunch. Billy Joel's but like Billy one Joel. of those guys that sneakily wrote a shit ton of songs you know. Because he always was doing somebody else's style. If you yeah. heard it, if you heard
1: you'd be like, oh, that's Billy Joel.
0: Okay. I feel ignorant.
1: You, you're not at no. all. You're not uh, at yeah, all. You grew up in British. a different culture. You, there's sure, no sure. reason that you would have to know who Billy Joel was.
0: I mean I'm obviously I've heard of Billy Joel.
1: It's heard... not that obvious. I don't think you
3: No no, here's <laughs> the deal.
1: We have heard zero Cliff Richard songs. Well.
0: That's not true.
3: I've
1: heard Cliff Richard songs. I've heard I've heard Cliff Richard songs. Cliff Richard?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean I'd I'd rather know Billy Joel, I think. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So how long are you in the
1: states for? Are you tour
0: you're touring? I'm this is kind of a This is kind of the promotional tour before the actual tour. Okay. This is me coming here and doing some of your television programs. Sure. So that uh, I can inform people there is a tour happening in April.
1: This is the pre-tour. Yes Which is the little bits of tour That dribble out Before the tour shoots out Yeah mm-hmm.
0: it's, Yeah the dribble And then the shoot mm-hmm. That's correct mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: And yes. and are you going to go back To England for a while Before coming back And doing the yeah, official a, tour Yeah
0: there's Yeah there's two months Of UK and Ireland tour Before it becomes The American tour You did a good job On Fallon the other night Oh thank you What was your favourite bit
1: uh, I like the I tell you the bit That I liked It was the bit That made the audience Uncomfortable Where you referenced uh, Remember the Queen Was funny When we thought She just killed Diana like, Right
0: yeah They were a bit uncomfortable
1: that, but that was a great bit But Thank not you. uncomfortable where it was weird But it, it, it challenged them for a second And I, I thought that
2: was fantastic it Were was, you calling him out when you asked him what, your, what his favorite bit was To make sure he actually watched it?
1: It was a little bit of a call out I yeah.
0: think it was more me being unable to accept a compliment So asking the question very quickly <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what happened
1: well, because yeah. a lot of times, well, you know, like if you, especially if you do radio, they go, "Hey, you're really good at uh, that thing." And you go,
0: "What's your favorite thing?" Ah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: one with the don't vent. ask me, don't ask, you don't ask me. I ask you. What are you talking about? <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> what about the trial here?
0: Yeah. I think it's best to do uncomfortable things on those shows, maybe, because they're so used to comfortable. Mm -hmm. And also, they applauded so much. Sometimes it was very... The timing was all sort of strange on that show because they applauded the setups. So by the time I got to the punchline, sometimes they they were thinking, why are you still speaking? Right. It was really... It was quite tricky near the end. I do
1: seem to recall they applauded when you just mentioned the Queen.
0: Yeah, I mentioned the Queen. They loved that. (laughs) I just In their their minds, they're all (laughs) writing jokes. This is what he wants when he says the Queen, right? I love this.
1: <laughs> this is a strange – yeah, it is interesting. But I, I also think that um, – well, as you know, American audiences can be very uh, tight with uncomfortable material. Like, like if, they, if something that they might interpret is like, oh, he can't say that. I do think in addition to what you're saying being funny, I thought that I think a British accent – Gives a little bit of distance for people. Like a, it's a safer, like right. there's a, some type of a buffer that yeah, makes like it them... okay.
0: He'll be home soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're naturally charming in our culture. The British accent is very is very charming to the to the American ear. It's that's, true.
5: That's handy, isn't
1: it? So yeah, I think... it sure is. I wish I had it every day. I don't think it works the same way when we go to England. I'm sure the American accent is uh, harsh and grating.
0: Well, it depends who it is. Well, but we think you're. We think you're the center of show business. So we're very excited Thank by you. your, your glamour and you know <laughs> your you. history of you know television and film and comedy and all those things.
1: Is that true? Does it does it is it is there a is is there a thing of like, "Oh, I, you know, I'm fine. I can, you know, I can sell out the O2 here, but I really want
0: to make it in America." Yeah, there's a I've got a whole thing about uh, in this show that I'm touring about like coming here because otherwise I'm some regional comedian. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I say to the audience, who's like a bit famous on one tiny island, and if I go anywhere else, I'm you. Right.
4: <laughs>
0: so yeah, it feels like, you know, it's a thing that, you know... And also, it's just fun to be new somewhere. That's, yeah. that's, you know, when my ego isn't driving me insane, telling me I have to be famous in America for no reason at all. I just come to the, you know, the peaceful realisation that it's just fun to be funny in a new place where people don't really know you yet.
1: Yeah, because you don't get the, uh, you, don't, you don't get the forgiveness points at the beginning you right. know like people you have to it, it's the forgiveness points are fun sometimes but also if you're a comic it's fun to earn it like oh yeah no this i i made people laugh based solely on the jokes and the and, yeah. the, and the delivery or because they were
0: whooped up into a frenzy on the jimmy fallon show <laughs> <laughs> and
1: whooped up into a frenzy
0: well, the what perfect was, way that to that describe it times. What was letterman is great yeah i love letterman i love doing the tonight show i mean it was you know it's been a Tremendous honor and privilege to do all these things, and I'm doing Conan in two nights. Nice. And uh, it's all very exciting because I've you know, watched these shows uh, from England on YouTube, and I mean, Letterman especially, I love. Uh, but Lesserman, I felt like it was the reaction of the audience was more more correct <laughs> in terms of what I was saying and what was coming back. But, I think Jimmy, on
5: Fallon they were just confused that you didn't have pie on your face or playing a giant uh, version. Yeah, of-
0: he's a—I guess he's such a kind human being. He went out before I went on and said, you've got to give this guy all the support you can give him. And then it felt like they, I suppose they all just wanted to, I don't know, it was like... I could have been doing anything, and they would have gone, oh, he's doing so well, just keep going. Just keep going.
3: So
1: when you do Conan, the, the, the Conan stage is really interesting because yeah. there's an enormous gap between the performer and the audience. Oh, that's great. It's, it's like a, it's like a, it's a cavern. Yeah. And most of the audience is on
2: one side of the camera. There's like a little bit on the left side of the camera, on the right side of the camera. That's where mostly everybody is. So, so kind of, I think it, it threw me off. Where it's like you, I felt like I was doing this
1: and then that. Because I think I think what what can be what can be a little tricky about it is that, as you know, since you're used to performing, since you're used to dealing with the environment that you're in, you might try to lob to so that your words hit the audience. You know. Right. But when you're watching at home, you don't it still feels intimate, so I don't think you necessarily have to do that. Maybe I, I just I
0: just won't I won't do. Do you it. want to do it I'm now? Gonna, did it, I just, sounds, did I it just, sounds very awkward. I just talked you <laughs> out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sorry. So I'm you can well,
2: now that. that you are Wednesday nights free. you want to come back and do meltdown?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll do meltdown. <laughs> oh, you should do meltdown. You, you've done it before, haven't you? That's what somebody else said. At the
1: comic I... book store, at the back of the comic book oh, store. Oh, that
0: thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you. you. <laughs> Sounds like a no. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, sure.
1: Yeah, that's later than Conan. Conan's at like five. You oh, sure. take Conan at like. I'm five. getting on
0: a plane straight after Conan.
1: Well, you can push your flight, right, Jonah? Uh, Seems I just like you like really want to do it. this right now. Wait a minute. How about this, Jonah? Can you put meltdown on the flight, like British Airways? I'm sure. Can you take meltdown? I'll talk to Kamel, but I think we can make it work. I mean, I think if you could just—I'll tell you what—because you guys could be up in business or first or uh, whatever it is, <laughs> and economy then, you, comfort. All right. Well, the audience, the audience you would put in. <laughs> the audience. You did get you, nine more inches of leg room. room. <laughs>
2: it's
5: worth that 75 bones. I thought you'd made that up. Is that a real thing? That's a real thing. The economy
0: the comfort. Economy yeah. comfort. Oh, that's yeah. lovely.
1: Yeah. It's basically the airline's way of saying, here's some extra money so you don't feel so bad. Yeah. It's yeah. slightly better. There's a chance to sit in what we used to have seats do. Yeah. <laughs> actually be able to inches. recline yeah. and, you know.
0: Uh, I oh, no, I won't come to meltdown. That's the main point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally yeah. Fine. But and I'm not doing Conan anymore. That was it. And I'm not going to bother with this America business.
1: That was the whole. No. That was very. That I was very I easy think we to just really uh, fucked it
0: up. Really. <laughs> <it? laughs> no, if, if he were
1: completely committed to the bit, he would just get up and leave, and then like oh, yeah. no more podcast. Oh, he I literally wouldn't commit. tour. Yeah, wouldn't but commit.
0: also it would be blocking as well, wouldn't it? Sort of improv is yes and, and it would sort of I'd be committing to leaving, but also I'd be blocking. Yeah. Right? I guess that's true. So, I don't know. We'd have to bring in Amy Poehler and see what she says about that. Well, this. I'll tell you what.
1: Yeah. I, I think you wouldn't be blocking... It'd be blocking this immediate improv. Yeah, but, but that would give us something to...
0: And I hate, do. I hate it when they do the walk-off and they come back. Yeah, because I think you've got to walk off. And if you're going to walk off, you have yeah, to walk yeah. off. So, yeah, but I, I'm quite tired. I don't think I can be bothered to stand. No, the granola hasn't <laughs> kicked in yet. Like <laughs> no. the
1: blood sugar's still low. But when as yeah. soon as that kicks in, you'll start to feel a little bit better. Yeah,
0: and I'll be ready. I'll be ready to move.
1: Where did you start? Where where where's where, where does your stand up start?
0: Where did you start?
1: I started in uh, college. Okay. At UCLA.
0: So what's your point?
1: Mm, you should have gone to UCLA. <laughs> oh,
0: no, I was a thirteen-year-old child who. Me too. Oh, really? Yeah. And how was it for you? Not that great. Did your parents divorce? My
1: parents divorced when I was eleven. Not a lot of friends. Oh. Yeah.
0: And do you think that's why all the comedy? And mm-hmm. are you a comedian? <laughs> <laughs>
1: nah, God damn you. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I was a 13-year-old whose parents divorced. I think I was trying to detract from the pain. It
1: was and funny so, when he was making fun of Meltdown. Now so, it doesn't feel so good. Matt <laughs> yeah, right. so, deserves it
0: the most. Go after him. No, I hey, love you it. with your face. <laughs> oh, you shit. It. That's Bryled even I do have a face, <laughs> this guy. What am I talking about? Did you want to know about my origins? I did. You're I want to hear your, your origin divorce, And why they hated so you. So st- I, I was at a Saturday morning stage school, like a drama club, and there was an annual show. And they said they needed something in front of a curtain while the dancers changed from their tap shoes to their ballet shoes. <laughs> I said I would do stand-up comedy, having never done this before. They said yes, that will be fine. Oddly, I did that. I heard laughter. I liked that sound. I then carried on. And
1: in, and you from that point, or did you wait till you were older?
0: I kept going till I was eighteen. Then I retired. Then two years later, I uh, came back, and I've been doing it ever since then.
1: Well, that's, been, that's a good story.
2: A good Sounds story. like the first time you've ever said it,
0: too. <laughs> Yeah. I might have told Mark Maron the same one. Is that okay? Ah, oh, Jesus <laughs>
1: Christ. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I take it back. Said it, I
0: didn't say it as loud. So you got, it, you got the louder version.
1: I, ta- I, I, I totally
5: take it Well, now we've got to figure out how to make
1: it about us. Hang
5: on. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: um, so t- tell that story again as though you were in therapy. <laughs> 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 well, pretend you were your therapist, and then you can tell that story again. But if you want to hear more about uh, Simon's the Rise to Comedy Power, listen <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, check out uh, WTF uh, with Mark Maron. Yeah. <laughs>
2: For the non-Cliff Notes version of the story.
1: <laughs> but if you want the shorter version of the story, yeah. then you rewind. listen to this, this Rewind. <laughs> rewind? Yeah, to earlier when he was just telling it. Rewind? You rewind a tape.
5: Yeah, I think you can still call
1: it rewinding you if you're that? skipping well, you, back. do we
5: say reverse? I don't know. Back that shit up? Back that ass up.
2: Siri, back that shit up.
1: Yeah. She, back, like, <laughs> she might actually. There's some good Siri Easter eggs. Oh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that we asked you. I asked you about that since you already talked to Mark about it. How no, was it's your,
5: okay. Could you, I, could you just briefly tell us what else you talked to Mark about so we don't have to uh, do that again? We can rule out Mark here. Yeah. I can't, I can't, we won't uh, talk about Mark.
0: I can't think. I can't think. I don't know. Did you talk about the boobs or anything like that? Boobs.
5: Boobs are great.
0: Like breasts? Yeah. We didn't talk about breasts. Well, we, let's we, talk about them. Okay, what's, who's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> great question. <laughs> that is a
5: great question. What do you Thank mean? you, Simon. goes on here. Sometimes we talk about boobs.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, sometimes you talk about That's boobs. That's true.
5: I know, I'm not always, but yeah, I enjoy a lot. A lot of. Are you dating anyone? Yeah. yeah. Who are you dating? Uh, a lovely girl named Dory. 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 Yeah. Is she like a cartoon?
0: <laughs> <She didn't
1: know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got him. Uh, she, I She's mean,
2: probably the least cartoony of any girl you've ever dated. Oh, that's, that's
0: very true. That's and very do you, true. you enjoy her. She uh, has great boobs. Okay, great. This will be. I mean, this is quite sort of. Uh, yeah, this could become misogynistic. I feel if we carry on. Could come. <laughs> Well, I don't
1: know. He's not making, a, he's not making a judgment a call based on that. That's just an attribute that he found. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a, it was a nice bonus. Okay. Dory is actually the coolest girl that Matt's...
5: Like, she is legit. Dory's fantastic. She is fantastic. She's the uh, executive editor of BuzzFeed. You ever go on that website?
0: I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, okay.
5: That's her. She does okay that. great she can maybe she'll write up some stuff about your 13 year old comedy experience wow okay. what you said on marriage <laughs> <Okay.
1: laughs> you'd have to listen to Marin if she really wanted to hear the full story about it though i don't know i'm just jealous because i always wanted to be a british comic oh
0: that's very true mm-hmm. in what way what do you mean i don't know it's just cooler oh well you i mean not all of them are have- uh, as well, brilliant as me. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, I, I'm
2: similar. When I first started doing comedy, I thought about moving to England to, like, start. Like, because uh, mm. I was uh, I was into a lot of stuff that was happening with, like, Chris Morris and Sheldon sure, Brooker. Sure. And, um, and, and especially more so even when, uh, you know... Uh, Nathan Barley and uh, Gareth Morgan mm. stuff start coming out. Like mm. I was like, oh, they're doing more stuff. And then I realized I'm getting a very filtered version of everything. It's like it's basically the stuff I'm getting from there is someone like making me a mix or something like that, as opposed to like here, there's like cool stuff all the time, but like people there only get a kind of a filtered version of it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I can no. send
0: you the. The bad stuff, if you want. And then, no, you, feel, no. then you feel better about yourself.
2: <laughs> um, when uh, Adam Buxton gave us some stuff, uh, he came in and he's, like, he's like, here's some like, uh, really cool stuff, and here's some stuff to make that stuff look better. Oh, uh, okay, that's good.
0: <laughs> he's lovely, Adam Buxton.
1: Yeah, he's great.
0: Hmm.
1: How is the community of British comics? Is it supportive, or is it, is it, is it competitive? No.
0: Uh, what is it? I mean, there's definitely, a, there's definitely like two factions... The the people who are funny and the people who are. Uh, rich? Who <laughs> are rich. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah, that's the separation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think people are, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I suppose, I can't think of how to answer that question. People are nice, you know, you go and do maybe a charity gig with some other comedians and everyone's nice to each other. And, what, I mean, what do you, what are you? Where are you going? What do you mean? Like, I how tight
2: knit is the scene? Is, is there, uh, like, a few shows uh, around town that, like, a lot of the same guys go up at and, you know, and hang out at? Is there, like, is it much oh, of a hangout scene? Oh, no. No. It's kind of just do your shows and take it's off.
0: D- it's difficult because it's been a long time since I was on the circuit. Yeah, yeah. And so, mainly what I'm up, the only time I really ever see other comedians, apart from friends, is if I am doing some sort of charity gig. Yeah. So I'm not really, you know, wandering around Soho doing gigs anymore.
2: It's it's funny how, like, quickly, you know, you start comedy, and then, like, as you go on a few years, you realize there's a whole crop of kids that started underneath you, and they have their own scene, and then they have the shows that you don't know about. I
0: never felt like I had it. I just felt like I was just sort of, I don't know, I just felt like it was a... You know, an awful bar after the next yeah. awful bar where people weren't laughing for five years. <laughs> it never felt like I was part of a cool scene. It felt like I was missing out on something cool in order to learn how to do this thing. FOMO.
1: Did you like the, doing the, did you like the Fringe?
0: Yeah, the Fringe, that's, I mean, I feel like that was university for me. That's, uh, that's where I feel like, uh, that's, I suppose, where there was a community of comedians because you were there for a month and you got to know a lot of different people and saw a lot of shows and... Yeah, I suppose that's where that sort of thing would happen. If you're looking for a community feel, that's where it would be.
1: Well, it's kind of a it's it's a it's a fun but creative war zone for a month. I would imagine where everyone. I mean, it seems like it's almost traumatic.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true, actually, because my perception of it now is going back, having become a bit successful, and just going for, like, a week. <laughs> <laughs> and people show up yeah. to shows. And, yeah. yeah, and I call it a work-in-progress thing, <laughs> and there's no pressure on it at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're not out-handing flyers to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No, it was awful. That was awful as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, now yeah. you just tweet, and you show up.
5: Yeah, no
0: problem. I want to be here.
1: Look, people yeah. showed up.
0: Oh yeah, it's no good being an unsuccessful comedian. This is <laughs> a nightmare. The whole thing's a nightmare. Don't do it. Do you think people listening will be thinking about becoming comedians? Is that what's the audience? Who is listening to this? Who are these people?
1: Um, well, I couldn't tell you <laughs> every single one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, there are. I think
1: there's a there's a contingency of our, our,
5: our fans that people listen that will you know tweeted us every so often. Hey, I tried stand up for the first time. I love this. I'm gonna <laughs> go out and do it again. Yeah. And, I bombed last night. Help right. me out.
4: I think people I just
1: it. like hearing like how the stuff is made, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone, you know, all performers have somewhat similar goals, but just it's just interesting to see like how you know different people take different paths and interpret things in different ways to mm-hmm. express those things, and especially as a comic who's you know. Coming over here and you know trying to sort of plant a flag and really you know b- make a name in, in the states it's just interesting to sort of hear what the you know unless you already talked about this on Marin uh, it's just <laughs> so inter- it's just interesting to hear so it's just sort of interesting to hear it, because America is so big yeah that it's it that you know like conquering this country can be a, a that can has a lot of different meanings like. Some people just, you know, they crush just doing colleges. And so if you're in the college circuit, you know mm-hmm. that. Some people are amazing just in comedy clubs. Other people do theaters. More, you know, bigger names will do a handful of theaters. So it's like some people are regional, you know. Like it, so there, there's so many different types of scenes and so many different ways to attack it. And it feels like with, with British comics, with British comedy, it's because it's just smaller. It's just like a smaller, there's less people, there's a smaller land mass, you know. You're on television for a couple of years, and, you, and if you're funny, then you can actually fill big venues and people come out. It's just a, it's more challenging. It's a little bit more of a, <laughs> it sucks more here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I've surrendered to the idea that I'll just keep performing and having fun and see what happens. I think, because uh, when I came here and did a residency a couple of years ago, or in New York, um... Uh, yeah my ego drove me a bit mad because it was uh, the first time we were you know I'd got myself a visa and we were going for some sort of some sort of thing we were trying to do something here yeah and there were meetings with people and uh I was in New York doing this show. And uh, everything became about, like, where do I get to? And, what, you know, what do I achieve here? Rather than just enjoying being in New York doing the show. And somebody said, you're in New York doing a show. If you're not happy now, you'll never be happy. And right. I thought, oh, I will never be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've now come to this place where I feel like this is the thing. It's like I'm doing a gig uh, after this, and I will enjoy that gig. And then when I go on Conan... It will be terrifying, <laughs> and I would try to enjoy that, and then I will go home and try to enjoy the UK, and I'll just try to enjoy it all, and then just die at the end. Well, nobody, like, <laughs> no one ever, you always think that there's a, an, an external thing. It's like, oh, it's never now. It's like, oh, someday it'll yeah. be the... But no, now, this is it, with you men. <laughs> oh, you've done it, sorry. This is it. I'm so sorry, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> We're not representative of most of America. There are good parts. Okay, all right, sure. Uh, Why
0: don't you have a woman you know katie well she doesn't she, talk. i mean she's just sat there listening i mean that's what you've got you've got four men with a microphone in here and one woman with headphones i mean i don't know what what it's is a great this great point yeah, we're
2: all white too it's a it's not a fair it's oh, not fair at God. all no.
1: uh i think when we started we um, i was much fatter matt was fatter yeah
5: oh, okay yeah, well, yeah. So and
0: how did you of... how did you lose the weight
5: uh it turns out if you eat less and exercise more
0: <laughs> <laughs> flies but right it would up. have been an emotional issue wouldn't it the exercise or the eating? The eating would have oh, been you I were... struggle with that to this day. Yeah. Yeah. What is the, what's the void you're filling?
5: Uh, I think it's just the immediate gratification of uh, food. Like a sweet uh, something, or rather. I think they're control issues.
0: I think it's the breast milk that you're missing. Maybe it is. Yeah. Did sweetness. you bring some? I know If you started breastfeeding Matt Got right now Oreos. That would be Got so
1: sweet <laughs> I could just put them in your mouth one <laughs> at a time <laughs> You'd have to cradle him and then slowly Yeah We can uh, do to that Cradle them and yeah, slowly sure. place Let's them in that.
2: Well, we did a class here, but we did bring it back to
1: boobs mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah Actually, you brought it back to boobs I did, I did Yeah Well, uh, you know But that's alright, because this is your time <sighs> Is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you okay? I'm very tired <laughs> I understand <laughs> Is there anything we can do to make this better for you? No, no, no. Go and ask another question. I'll answer in a professional manner. No,
1: that's all right. If you're not, if you're not, if you're not happy, we're not happy. No,
0: no. As long as you edit out all the boring bits, and I don't oh, mean no, you. <laughs> no,
1: we don't. We don't edit anything out really. Um, do you like? Do you like the? Do you like the country? Do you like our country?
0: <laughs> so needy. Do you like our country? <laughs> yes, I. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, it's like. You know, it's it's, it's 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 very easy. I think once you've done something in England, to become a bit um, English, <laughs> to become a bit English, <laughs> to become what's the word? I might need another granola bar. Uh, Complacent? No. Uh, oh, I've got it. Okay, let's okay. start again. Okay. Um, Do you like our country?
2: <laughs> you had on the first one we'll edit that one in okay no. yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: just jarringly <laughs> like, why did
0: it get <laughs> um, uh, I think the thing that's lovely about being here is that it's more difficult to become disillusioned by show business here because you I don't know just the history and the there are there are icons of there are you know going on the david letterman show is a is a very exciting thing to me that's a real thing that exists even though i know it's a television program the television programs in the uk are more like pretend to me i know that they're sets i know you know what i mean i know that they're i suppose it's maybe that the letterman show is just there every night And I know that they don't take that theatre down, you know, and then have to put it up again the next week. It's there. It's a solid thing. And also that he's been doing it for, what, over 30 years
1: um, uh, yeah, about
0: 30. And so that doesn't really happen in England. People do something for maybe 10 years and then decide it's a, this is a ridiculous thing to be doing for 10 years and then move on. <laughs> so there's a real, you know, there's something more solid about show business in this country, and it's probably because you don't have a royal family, which is good, I think. Because in England, it's like whatever you do, well... You know you're not the queen <laughs> you right. know, yeah. he, here you you know you're the queen you know you're yeah. the you know you can actually you know people talk about people like oprah Winfrey and barbara waters like like they're gods. You can break
1: through the queen ceiling. You is can just, break yeah. through the uh-huh.
0: queen ceiling. And that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, my, well, you asked me about America, though. And I also in New York. When you go to New York for the first time, it's like a film. And I was on the... I, I, you know, I went to visit... a. I think I might have spoken to Mark Round about this as well. But I went to... I went to um, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, then what happened? (laughs) 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 Um, Anyway, I won't do it again because it's too boring. But there are things like. There are things that wouldn't happen in England that are exciting, like, you know, meeting Whoopi Goldberg or being. (laughs) Did you meet Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. How was it? It was amazing. She seems like an interesting cat. She's, like, just so lovely and. uh, Yeah. Wonder what context did you meet her? Well, I sort of. My first TV appearance was on The View. That was your uh, first American. Did you do stand up on The View or did you just panel? I I did. I spoke to Joy Behar when she was there. uh, Mm -hmm. And she was a tense lady. Yes. (laughs) I found the exact. She's. uh, Her first name is Ironic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had got myself. I was quite, you know, nervous. And. I got myself here I'd meditated and I was in this very peaceful place and I was I said, Okay, we could just we know what we're doing here. We go out, we can make these people laugh, it's no problem. And the moment I sat down next to Joy Behar, it all fell apart. <laughs> I just <laughs> went, Oh no, I'm about to do this television programme live and this woman seems like angry with me that she pleases. Well
1: she was the one, she used to be a stand-up, right? She was a stand-up in the eighties, yeah. She was a stand-up for well into the she was yeah, she was a stand-up for like twenty years.
2: And do you think there yeah. was some, you know, resentment towards you for being what, a young stand-up? I, do you I think? don't
0: know what happened. Well, she's just not I mean there was just a tension, you know, that there was just a tension. Maybe she does live television every day and it was she's tense.
1: No, no, no. I don't know. She was no, I don't think it's uh she was ner- I, I I had the same bad I had the the same bad experience with her. And it's why I never went back to do that show again <laughs> because we showed a um, – I was doing a web clip show a couple years ago and we showed this – a classic web clip of a girl who is singing and she gets up on a coffee table and she, the coffee table breaks and she falls down. It's dumb America's Funniest Home Video type of shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, everyone laughed and then Joy, who's supposed to be a comedian, just goes – Oh, I don't think that's funny. Like on live television, and so I was like, "Well, I guess I shouldn't be here then." Like it was such a it was such a bad.
0: Worse like, than that, I was doing like jokes, and then she at uh, one of them, she went, "That's funny." Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like yeah, that's what yeah. I'm doing here.
3: What like, yeah.
0: She was surprised, you know. You booked a comedian. Yeah. That's what.
2: At least she didn't was. throw in actually. That's always yeah, even. That's actually. the double. And
1: also, end. you could express it with laughter and not yes, words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You didn't have <laughs> yeah. to label a it. Sound for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all the all the other TV experiences I've had here have been really lovely, and all the all the Letterman's people were just delightful and really looked after me, and that's been the same. That's been the case with all the other. And Craig Ferguson was lovely, and
1: oh yeah, yeah Ferguson's great. I mean, he's yeah. a you know he's a
0: comic, so he like he's yeah. he's good to comics. And Jimmy Fallon was so sort of sweet, but everyone says that, right?
1: Yeah, but he is. Are, are the are the are the who's who's in the, who the talk shows in England? Is Jonathan Ross? Jonathan
0: Ross and Graham Norton
1: and Graham, right? Yeah. Graham's been doing a show for a very long time, right?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, but they've. But it hasn't but it but it's different forms. Different forms, yeah. yeah. Not the same desk for thirty years. Now it's yeah. just like
1: three really famous people sitting on the couch together. But even but Graham isn't
5: Graham isn't he also isn't he once a week? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. See no one does it nightly over there. No. That's
1: re-
5: Oh. Oh I didn't realise that. Yeah.
2: But there's more shows though, right? Like there's all the chat. Like an uh
1: an
5: no, topical. I mean sure there's
1: morning shows and stuff like that, do you no. want to do a television? would you want to do like a chat show or do you, what no, do you I want sort
0: to- of did I sort of did a show I sort of did a show where I was interviewing people, and I've done a comedy show where there was a sort of a quiz element in Buzzcocks, yeah, yeah, and so I feel like i i I've done that a bit do you and do you not like it? I liked it at the time, but I just felt like I'd asked every question there was, right and made my point about celebrity, you know? It wasn't yeah. I wasn't I was there to sort of deconstruct and sort of poke fun at the whole thing. I and uh and in 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 a way that was so abrasive it couldn't have really gone on for much longer. Right. without it being weird for me to still be doing it. <laughs> you know? Once like, it became the expectation. You know, at the beginning of that show it was like a bit shocking and it was like why is this guy Saying these things when everyone should be just having a lovely time, right? And uh, and then it became the expectation, and I thought, I've got to get out of here because it won't be funny anymore. Yeah, yeah. and
1: were you did you, you made the decision to leave the yeah. show? Yeah, that's a great, I mean, it is not a decision that I feel like gets made very often where someone has a job that's probably a pretty sweet job, a pretty easy job, and then going, No, I'm not going to do this anymore, I'm
0: going to take my chances. I didn't find it easy. I found it stressful every week to come up with a new original way of saying that a person was silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Would you want to come work here for a while?
0: What, what, uh, I mean, do you need another white man? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, there can never be enough.
1: It <laughs> could, um, could be 300 million in one.
0: <laughs> no, I ended up, um, So I left that show and the feelings that I had about wanting to do something more artful, I put into this situation comedy called Grandma's House, which was about a guy leaving a successful TV show and uh, wanting to do something more, you know, meaningful and artistic. And, yeah, and uh, and that was really... That that was therapy. Then there was something that was really... um, you know, it felt like you know writing this series and acting in it. It felt more like a more like stand-up. In that stand-up is a way of me expressing stuff and getting it out of me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I felt healed at the end of writing and and acting in that series. I felt like uh, I understood who I was in relation to my family, and it was a uh, and you don't get that from uh, interviewing celebrities. No. So I'm, I'm I'm interested more in carrying on writing and acting and doing stand up.
1: So when your stand up if you're sort of do you ever get to a point where you go well you know I'm either and obviously the the perfect situation is to have both of these things but where you say like well I can either make a point about this or I can try to make a joke. The joke might be a little more shallow, the point's a little deeper like what's more important? Say that again? Would you rather make... when you're when you're doing your stand up yep. would you rather be making a a point like a really deep point or is it more important to like is the comedy always first
0: i don't think they're separate i think uh there i i don't think there are any jokes that are just jokes in what i'm up to generally i think there's always some sort of point i'm because the way I, I don't sit down and write jokes right I go up in front of about fifty people in the room who haven't paid very much with a list of things I want to talk about and stuff that I'm curious or stressed or confused about, and then I just talk to the audience and see what ends up being funny and so the the whole thing is a there's not there's not a, there's not a point where I write a joke that isn't anything to do with those things right so it's all it's all, um, uh, it's, that's all intermingled, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have a therapist? I did for two years. Did you ever
1: pull anything out of therapy and put oh, it on? Oh, sure,
0: it? sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, I'm trying, I can't think of an example now, but all, I mean, yeah, the whole, this show I did, Numb, which was the show I did before this new show, To Be Free, was you know i discovered that i would, i discovered that i had depression in therapy and this the word numb came up and this thing about not being able to feel anything and uh, and uh, needing intimacy in my life more than anything else and it, yeah it all sort of fed into the uh, into the stand up because the stand up's all about me so there was, there's no again there's no separation between any of it that's
1: that's that's really interesting to hear you say that because I, I in times when i've been talking to the therapist and I feel myself start to sometimes when I if I feel the grip of uh, oh that feels like a bit and I feel myself starting to perform for her, I'm like oh no that's not what this is for <laughs> yeah I'm supposed to just talk about I'm yeah. supposed to just talk about things. she
0: told me not only did I not have to be funny in the room But I didn't have to be interesting <laughs> <laughs> oh, really not okay, at all no you, you know she said you know you don't have to be interesting here I was like oh wow okay then. What which is almost
1: me. a backhanded, like, because I know in the world you feel like you have to be interesting all the yeah, time.
0: Yeah. Do you yeah. F- do you, do you think that's true? That the, the, the which one did I, you
1: feel like you need to like? Do you feel like you need to be interesting?
0: Yeah, sometimes I've, I've I'm trying to let go of the responsibility. Like I came here today thinking, well, this is your podcast. It's up to you to make it interesting, and and uh, and <laughs> I come across in my performance today. No, sometimes no. I go to like I did. The opening uh, bit in this new show that I'm touring is about going on the Radio 1 breakfast show, uh, which is the main BBC, the main breakfast show uh, in, in the UK. And, um, and this show is about needing to be free of the need to be loved and thought of as special and interesting and brilliant. And because of that desire... I caused a lot of problems for myself. So on this Radio 1 breakfast show, it was the morning that Nelson Mandela had died. And, uh, and the producer had, had asked me to not make any jokes about that. Which was like upsetting to me because I'm like not like an insensitive lunatic. Right, <laughs> I'm a brilliant vulnerable clown. <laughs> so uh, and so the in- so the interview begins and it was I, w- I felt like a lot of pressure because I'd been on that show a year previous to this moment and. Um, I was really funny. <laughs> like, so I surprised myself because I hadn't been on the show before and I get, I get very stressed out with those things and I was funny and I thought, well, I've got to be even more funny this time because that's the way these things are supposed to work. If you're funny once, you then have to be the more funny and I didn't know how to be more funny because a lot of the funny the previous time had come from the fact that I was there for the first time and I was sort of noticing all the new things around oh, right, me right, 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 right. and uh, deconstructing the whole thing. So I was sat there going, I don't know how to be... And then the host opens with a story about a cheese sandwich that he's eaten, and not even that morning. And, <laughs> and I know that he's sort of... He's, he's, he's asking me about what I've eaten for breakfast to, to sort of, um, you know, to make me seem like... I'm a likable, normal guy, mm-hmm. but that's not what I'm going for. When I'm on the radio, <laughs> I want people to be going, "Shh, we must listen for the wisdom." <laughs> and so uh, he, you know, rambles on, and I'm thinking, this is so boring, this is so boring." And what I should have thought is, "It's his is show. It's his show." You know, I, just, I can just be here and promote my stand-up DVDs. I don't, I don't have to be so fascinating. And um, but because I was thinking, I've got to find a way to make this interesting. Uh, it occurred to me that it might be. Oh no! It was actually sort of beyond my control. Before I got to the studio, before I sat down, I walked past. They have an urban station called One Extra, urban music station, and I, I sort of noted in my head that the that studio was exclusively black people in a booth and the radio <laughs> one studio which was where i was was exclusively white people in a much nicer booth <laughs> and i thought on the way to the studio well don't mention that that's something <laughs> yeah. that's not for they today but then when it was so boring and i was like feeling this terrible pressure to be funny and interesting and different and sort of wake people up from this monotony i said what's going on at the bbc and he said, what do you mean? I said, there are a lot of white people in here. And I hadn't made my point very clearly. So, <laughs> so I said, well, next door in a separate booth, there are only black people. And I don't think Mandela would approve. <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> Which silence. is a good joke, by the way. Well, I don't know what it was, but it didn't. I, I should have known not to say it because there was tension. The host was forced to apologise, and then I was like, oh, "What? Oh. How did this happen?" It was. It just sort of like came out of me because I like had to say something. And uh, it's a, that's. A, so I, I'm really trying to surrender to whatever the situation is, and not not try to control it. I suppose all the time. There you go. There's well, the,
1: it's hard. It's hard to not control things, especially. Because I think the, um, you know, I, I think if you're a stand-up, you get real into like when you go on stage, you're controlling the environment. You're yeah. you're, you're on stage alone, so you're yeah. essentially controlling the outcomes. And you and also
0: because we work with like you know, it's constant response from the audience. Like I feel like if you're a comedian, you have a heightened awareness of what is interesting and when people are when you're losing them, when they've gone somewhere else. So I feel like when I'm on another show. Sometimes the host doesn't know that everyone's gone to sleep, right? And I'm and I want to go. Come on, <laughs> come on! <laughs> you can't do that.
1: No, it's yeah. very difficult to surrender control yeah. into uh, into a show. But like in the podcast, though, I don't. I like it. I sort of like the energy of the guests to dictate like how the show goes because right. I don't want to force them. Because I, think... I don't want people to be in that situation where because I've done so many. Radio interviews over the years Where I just felt uncomfortable Because I came into some pre-existing system Right I didn't know what their buzzwords were If I was or the, the joke of the butt of the joke yeah. Or if I wasn't getting something Or what And you can tell that it's like Oh, this is their domain and, they, and so I never want people to feel that way I always want people to feel like Oh, you know We're just uh, having a conversation hanging hang out There's no expectations And it's not like
0: It doesn't have to follow any set Thing over and over and over again. But don't you think... Oh, but there's people listening and we have to be in some way entertaining. Well... (laughs) It's free. It's free. It's free. It's free. free.
1: But I don't think think you have to over-control something for it to be entertaining. Oh,
0: well, this is true.
1: You know, like I think... I think the hardest... I think one of the hard things to understand as a performer is is to say, oh, I can just be myself. I don't have to Mm. do anything... If you're comfortable as yourself like You're just naturally a funny, entertaining person You don't have to do that You just are that So as long as you can get your brain out of the way Then it's, I think it's entertaining
0: I agree <laughs> Now what you got? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nothing, that's the end of the podcast? Yeah. No, that's not the end when does, your, when does your actual official tour start?
0: I think um, I think it starts the, U, the, the US bit starts in April I think, is that right? Arnold Engelman? Yes The tour manager says yes And how many April. dates? I don't know It begins in New York There's a sort of, a sort of um, Mini residency in New York And then we go around the country And then we end in New York again
1: Are you doing Los Angeles? Yeah, Largo At Largo, yeah Yeah it's a, You've done Largo before though Yeah, Haven't a couple you? of times I yeah. really like Largo It's a great, yeah, space. great
0: space Oh boy
1: It really is It's one of the best spaces in Los Angeles LA does not have a lot of great Live performance spaces yeah, they
2: got a lot of okay places <laughs> <laughs> Yeah <laughs>
1: 13th of April? 13th of in April, New York? Then L.A.,
0: then Denver, then Chicago, then Austin, then back to New York to film. Okay, Thanks. good. Oh, you're filming at the special? Hopefully. Oh, that's fantastic. Hopefully. We're talking. We're talking to the people. Who are the people? I don't know. People listening? <laughs> you're talking to the people <laughs> listening? talking. Hello. If, if anyone has a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, there's the managers talking to
1: important people. And then once you shoot the special, are you like if you do shoot the special? Yeah, um, is that the end goal, or to then like okay, now scrap that, and then you're going to start over again?
0: Yeah, I think I will have performed it for three months, and and that's after performing it for you know over a, a year of working it up. So that that's probably enough for that show, I think. Yeah, I wanted, and I'll yeah, I'll be thinking, well, these aren't my problems anymore. There, there's new problems.
1: So that's really the lifeblood of the thing. Like, you really need to... You're expressing stuff on stage that you're actually feeling in that general time frame. Yeah. Do you find
2: it hard to... uh, Did you ever get to a place where you were trying to talk about something that didn't bug you anymore, you didn't feel passionate about, and it didn't come off, like, well as it used to, just because the passion wasn't there?
0: I think it becomes performance, and I know how to... I know how to find the emotion that I had when I first thought of the thing yeah. to say. So and you find new, you, you know, it becomes this it becomes its own thing. What's wonderful I think is that eventually everything becomes a story and so it, it doesn't hurt anymore. You know, because I think that's the I think what we do as human beings is make meaning out of what we perceive has happened and once you which is all the story, so once you actually construct a story for an audience that's then the... You know, like when you take a photograph of an event, sometimes all you can remember really is the photograph. Sometimes, all, like, a breakup that hurt me deeply, what I remember now are the brilliant lines.
2: That I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> take a look back at those fondly.
0: Yeah, and so when I, when I talk about it, it's very hard to talk about something that happened in the past, I've turned into stand-up since, when, when I talk about oh, well this boyfriend was, it was very difficult and what happened there and then, I, and then I think of all the material and I think, okay, well I can't just do that, I can't do my act Let's and it's very difficult to talk about it, because I've, I've, it's been, it's, it's now this solid It's been burden. sorted, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's
1: been packaged and sorted, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a strange yeah, it's strange and also, uh, well in, with relationships in terms of if you've ever been in a bad relationship and sometimes a little the time will pass and you'll go, I know I felt bad about that, but I don't really feel like, why can't I reconnect with any of those? And I think, you know, partially your brain will actually, to protect you, separate a lot of the sense memories from like a bad situation. It doesn't even have to be like a bad relationship, just like a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can be a little hard to connect because your brain is actually trying to protect you from, from that. Do you feel like you need to really feel something before you can write about it? Or can you just sort of tinker and and figure it out?
0: I'm writing it at the, the moment it happened, so it's not like I have to go back to the like that breakup I was just talking about. I was writing about, I was performing stuff about that like a week after it happened.
1: Well, then I'm sorry if this is a dumb question, but do you seek out tumultuous situations
0: so no. that you can write? No. No, I want to. I want to heal myself. I want to feel at peace. I want to. I want to be content.
1: And if you did feel that, even if it meant that you, would you would you trade that in for? Like, not that you... I don't think one you can have... I think you can have both. But if it was a choice between... Like, you can be peaceful, but maybe you won't be as funny, or maybe you won't be as... Do you have that superstition?
0: (sighs) Not really, because my feeling is that, um, that... That show I did called Numb, if I'd have carried on feeling like that, I would have killed myself. Right. So... And also, even if I hadn't killed myself, I would have ended up writing a new stand-up show, which had the same jokes as the last stand-up show. Right. I've got this new show because I was able to sort of deal with all those problems, and now some other stuff popped up. Right. And that's the new show, and it's not as sad and not as tragic, but it's, it's still, a, there's a struggle there, and there's a journey that I'm going on in this show. And... uh it's just always something, you know, there's always something. Life is, you know, a bit of a business, isn't
1: it? So. Well, yeah. I mean and and I think it's like once you learn how to process whatever's going on and turn into thing, I think it it would be inauthentic for you to be writing old, like old relationships. Yeah, and I don't stuff. want to
0: sort of turn myself like you know, there's a sort of feeling like I could be like the, the you know, the sad character with that if I'd have carried on. I don't wanna I don't wanna sort of box myself into some sort of character. Who can be, uh, you know, if you if it's very easy to parody a a stand-up, I think they're, you know, that then they've they haven't sort of evolved as maybe as as much as right. they could do over the years. Right. Oh, that's quite a bold statement. I'm not sure if I even believe that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fast backpedal. I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that now.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Listen, yeah. you can take stuff back. That here period. It was want. a question mark. But
0: my my but part of why I'm doing it is because it, it helps me. And it's not just like, like that sitcom, we could have, we did two seasons and we could have done a third, but I felt like I'd figured it out. Mm -hmm. I'd figured out who I was. And so, uh, there was the reason to do a third would to be, to make another funny, uh, season of the show. But (laughs) that didn't feel like that was enough reason for me. It would be gratuitous to just do another one that was just funny where I wasn't healed in any way. I think that I have a tremendous amount of respect for that. But it's also a bit selfish because it's a shame that <laughs> it's a shame that I can't just want to make people laugh. No, I
1: listen, if it were me, I would be like I, I'd be do, do I'd be in like season eight and be like, I know I don't
3: feel anything anymore. But I don't care. <laughs> just keep it fucking like
1: I like the idea of, of, you know, you know, I really don't feel this way anymore. Like that's, that's so much more artistic. <laughs> yeah. I mean it it really is. I always kind of feel bad sometimes for people who don't have Stand up as a as a means to deal with stuff mm-hmm. that people actually horrible stuff happens to them and they don't like. I, I kind of go like, oh well, how do they express to a lot of you know? How do they kind of get work that shit out? Drinking mm-hmm. and violence. I guess that's true. Yeah, think, yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. feel like uh, do you feel like you're much better off because of stand up?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what would have happened otherwise. It's really. Yeah, it's really saved me. What would have happened? Yeah, it's a, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's really, and it's also such a great, um, such a great thing to be able to do while you're trying to think of what the next TV or film thing might be. You know, right. like while you're because it takes a long time to write a uh, sort of something. You know, something fictional. It's take that takes a long time to sort of structure something brilliant and have it be ready for people to watch. So. It's nice to. Uh, oh God, this is going to become very long and low energy. Hang on. No, 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 no. What's the beginning of the? What was the question? No, no, no.
3: <laughs> I think.
0: You I think to you're. Some of this yeah. out. You're. starting
1: you started becoming t- a real t- person about that. It's not. There's. I was completely interested were,
0: in what you were saying. Where was I? So go on. I'll pick it up.
1: You were. You were. You. But you're being sued, You're being too hard on yourself, or you're being too hard on the. I, I think maybe, maybe there's more You're
0: thinking too highly of the audience. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, where was I? So I was saying that stand up is great to be able to do, and it say what did I say that it's you said it. You said it saved you. <laughs> trying to pick ups on a podcast when it's not your thing. Hang on, okay. So yeah, I think it has, and uh, yeah, I get to like something. Something confuses me, or something upsets me. And I get to go in front of people and talk about it and gauge from their reaction whether I'm an idiot or whether it's it's valid that I'm upset you know i get i there's some feedback there there's a and there and this is the thing I always say in almost every interview, but the thing that's amazing is when you think you're alone in thinking something or feeling something and they laugh, which feels like it means that they feel that as well. Mm-hmm. And you're not alone and they heal you with that laughter and you've healed them by expressing something that was shameful. That is that's there's nothing better than that bit.
1: Well what what do you think of what for you, like what's the hardest thing that you've talked about on stage that where that happened?
0: Uh I'm trying to think. Uh there was a bit that I, I just thought there's no way I thought of it before I got to the Work in Progress show. It was something that had sort of been, you know, weighing on my mind for a while. Why do I feel like this? And I thought, okay, well, let's just, you know, we're not going to... It's not going to become something that's in the show. Absolutely not. But we'll just try it out in this room, 50 people. There's no, you know, as long as nobody's filming it, we'll be fine. And so I go on the stage and I say, um... I, I say, this... This Justin Bieber. <laughs> I said, "I don't know why, but I, 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 something in me wants to fuck him till he cries." <laughs> <laughs> it got this really big laugh and I thought oh no that's now that's in the show now I can't uh, I can't undo that so that's that's now in the show yeah that's great but that's fantastic I mean like that's but they got it they were like yeah we feel like that as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't imagine it would take long yeah, that's somebody many yeah. said that to me yeah. It yeah. wouldn't take long yeah, just start I thought long. it was like An insult to me Like what? It wouldn't take long Because it was me doing it well, have, you ever been, <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever felt Affronted by something
1: Where you're like Well, of course Everyone feels this way And then you oh, say right. it And then
0: people are like What? Uh, yeah, probably I can't think of an example But yeah, yeah I suppose that happens as well Yeah, but no What happens is I'll say something I just think is a sentence. I don't think it's funny. I think it's just the sentence of a a normal human being. And then they laugh, and I go, why is that funny? And it's because I'm like a moron. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's just
1: because you're just... You know, like, you're just being you, and that doesn't feel like anything. And so I think that's where people get tricked. They're like, well, that doesn't feel like anything. It's just I'm just me. I'm like, yeah, but you're funny. Like, that's funny. You know, you yeah. being you is funny.
0: But, but that's be- but because of the moronic nature of my personality. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, I'm just sort of, yeah, that's it. That's it, right?
1: What do you have to, what when you get done with the show, what is it about the show that makes you feel like, oh yeah, I did. You know, I did exactly what I like. What makes you feel like you had a successful show? Is it just people laughing, or is it you expressing things in a certain way?
0: Mm, maybe that I've come to some sort of point by the end. That that. Uh, uh, so when I'm at the beginning, when I'm doing those work in progress shows, all I know is I've got a few different things that I want to talk about, and then eventually some theme emerges. So in the first. Special I did, which is called Do Nothing. It was about acceptance. I realised all these stories were about acceptance, and the sitcom was kind of about acceptance as well. My family not accepting me, me not accepting them, it, you know, and and in the last show, what was that one about? I can't remember. And then in this one, in this one, it's, it's the theme was uh, freedom, and um, it's when I have found out who I am a bit more than than what I knew before I did the show. Right that's to me that's a success that i've peeled something away that i've uh got rid of a load of nonsense that i thought um and yeah that, and that people if there's a moment that where where you where you where people can feel where people feel connected to something um i'm trying to think of an example from the current show uh yeah, I suppose, I suppose it's, I mean, it, it's like uh, when a character in a film goes on a journey, the classic thing is that uh, there's an imbalance at the beginning and that they have to restore sure. some balance by the end. And so I suppose I set up with these shows, I'm not just setting it up like it's a, a, you know, a fake thing, there is imbalance in my life. And then by the end, I've... I've uh, i 've dealt with whatever the problem was, and i 've found some uh something that means everything is in balance again right does that make sense it makes yeah.
1: hundred it makes perfect sense
0: so in the current show i 'm battling uh, i 'm battling my ego for the sake of freedom I'm, i i I'm, i've asserted that I would be completely free if it wasn't for my ego needing to be loved by strangers. Right. And then by the end of the show, after various bits of stuff, uh, I've somehow combined both... I've somehow put... I've allowed the ego to exist within myself so that... uh, so and then did. you
1: tell the audience you don't need them and you tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Out.
0: <laughs> one by one. Tell them every single one.
1: <laughs> I don't need strangers yeah. to like me. Get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously. And it just the show <laughs> just ends <laughs> weird. It yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, the the should just ends strange and weird. I feel like I shouldn't try to do the big sentences that start too serious. No, no, but you <sighs> you know, no, 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 you're fine. I'm sweating from this. You're doing bloody a great podcast. job. It's great. You've killed me. You've killed me. How can I now do this gig with Christian Schaal? <laughs> oh, oh, you're doing, doing hot tub. Hot tub. Yes. Nice. Fun show it would have been if it hadn't been for this first I know
1: I'm so sorry oh my god well we're a we're sworn enemy of the hot tub show so we try to we try to break people before they go do the show okay. so that they're left in shambles
0: <laughs> but any, other, uh, any further questions? Uh, not if you need to go no no I don't no keep going sorry
1: I just you you, you breezed by something that I thought was really interesting and I'm sure Mark probably asked you about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry no no I'm glad you told <laughs> us I'm glad you Bob told us Harris. that's so funny
5: to me what <laughs> just that he would say the, the, we, I'm sorry. I I'm glad he said this. something because he wants I, to hit on other things. No? Yeah, he wants no, to talk I about really other it, things. I don't it's need funny to. That he d- I think it's
1: great that you did that, and, a and a lot lot people people to, I think that. it's. We a don't, want, we don't just need let cover the, same, the same story. story. The same. Gra- yeah, we need to tell the same story. But did you talk about? Because you were describing this whole experience, and then you were like, "Well, my family didn't expect accept me, and I didn't accept them."
0: Did you talk about that with Mark? Maybe a little bit. Maybe not that much. Go on. What do you want to know? Well, I'm just curious. Like, what was that
1: part of? What kind of got you into what you do, and, you know, like, what was it? Mm. Um, do they now? Are, they, you, are you cool
0: with them now? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I learned that I was the idiot, that I. it was my... I used, to, I used to visit my family hoping that they would be different to how they were the time before. What I learned is that if you don't expect them to be any different then it's a very peaceful, loving time. (laughs) 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 Just accept them as funny and, like, weird people. Then it's great. Oh, and... And that I'm weird, I'm... And of course they were going to find me strange, you know? Of course that was going to be a... We're all different human beings. It's, you know, everyone, you know... I can't imagine what it's like to be a parent. You sort of you give birth to this thing. You think they're going to grow up a certain way. It turns out that they're their own thing, and it was you know there's no way of controlling that. And then they've got their own opinions, and they've and then they go off and talk about you and stand up and <laughs> 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 come <sitcom> about you. <laughs> what a nightmare! <laughs> yeah, but it, it but I discovered that I was the uh, in terms of my own peace and contentment, I was the problem. Because when we were writing the pilot of this sitcom, uh, it wasn't very funny, and it was because my character was right about everything. And because that's... that's, that's what I thought was funny was that they were all ridiculous yeah. and that I was right. And then it, we, we even shot it. The BBC said, yeah, shoot that, and we shot it. and was like, oh, my God, there's something really wrong about this. And it turned out that my character was not you know, was not flawed in any way. And so we, we then went, then it became two years of therapy with my co-writer where we sort of, you know, tore me apart to discover exactly what was wrong with me. And and it was, I wanted to change them all and I was snobby and, uh, you know, all these things. And yeah, it was... That's interesting. I've never heard, I
1: mean, usually you're so used to hearing people say... You know, oh, they didn't understand me. My parents didn't understand me. But it's very rare that someone goes, and I didn't understand them. Like, that—that <laughs> yeah. that I, didn't, I didn't, you know, like, when I was growing up, I don't think I made any effort to try to understand my parents. It was just like, oh, well, they don't this or they don't that. But it's never. And I guess maybe I didn't make any effort to try to understand
0: them. But, I mean, I don't know.
1: I don't know if your circumstances were different um the or-
0: only way i think the only way to like forgiveness and understanding is through at some point you just have to go and i think it's important what i didn't do actually i, I remember doing a lot of forgiveness before doing anger <laughs> you have to do the anger first <laughs> <laughs> you have to like like really get that out of you and then once you've got all the anger out of you how, through whatever not necessarily shouting at them uh or you could write a sitcom um and then you could then you go to okay well they were fallible human beings they were kids when they started having children. They were from a different place in a different time. They you know saw different you know they i mean everything is everything changes all the time you know people are people are what's the word i' not witness people are well,
5: if you see malleable
0: i don't know. Mm-hmm.
5: Anyway, we're all... Observers? We're observers. <laughs> Learners. I, <laughs> listen, don't. People are, you, are
1: voyeurs. People are...
5: You can't
0: go... You, the, I think what I'm trying to say is... What I'm trying to say is... Uh, you can't just keep going, I just wish they'd have been different. I just wish they'd have been more like this. Because they just weren't. Right. And so, you know, they just weren't. And they were fine. They did... They, presumably they did their best with, you know... And also, I wouldn't have... Started doing stand up if it hadn't have been a bit tricky, some of it. So, uh. Do you think you'll ever want to raise kids? Maybe. I don't. Yeah, maybe.
5: It's the fifth, that's the fifth hour. It's about kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Should I have some children? Not yet. Three years, maybe? Okay. <laughs> Okay. That's a lot of pressure. We'll check didn't know yeah. this would you come up. Yourself. Yeah, now you oh just gave yourself gosh. a... T- now there's a yeah. ticking clock. Have you got children? No, I don't. you got children? No, none no. of, us, none of no. us have kids. No. We're what?
1: all childless. Katie doesn't have kids.
0: Right. Katie's got a
1: great dog. Yeah. She's home right now.
2: I've got a cat. I've got a dog and a cat. Can
4: I win.
1: How's your cat? <laughs> nope. Fuck you and your animals. We're talking about Simon.
0: Uh, <laughs> how, how are you? How's you, How's your
1: cat? Who's taking
5: care of your cat? While you? Travel? My
0: boyfriend is taking care of the cat right now. Nice. Does he
5: send you pictures? Go like the cat's not dead. Check yeah, it out. Sometimes, it's yeah.
0: Something like that. Yeah. Sometimes. It's good to know. Do you get a lot
1: of look? Do you get a lot of adorable like look what the cat just did? Like, is it? Do you get like adorable cat pics or are they more just check-in pics? Chicken? Check-in.
0: Oh, check-in. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a chicken. We got a chicken while you were gone. This is why you shouldn't leave me in charge. <laughs> uh, yeah, not many pictures and not many... Not, yeah, there's usually just words. Usually words. Yeah. <laughs> usually words. Usually words in your yeah. text. Oh, the occasional Snapchat. Oh nice. Yeah. But not like a saucy one, just like No here's some chickpeas that I cooked. Here's the cat's
1: dick. Why are you sending me this? How would you find it? <laughs>
0: well, uh I I hope you had an okay time. I think so. Yeah, think no, was, we'll think about right.
2: it. Let it simmer and then get yeah, back to us. Think about it.
0: <laughs> You'll do some sort of edit to make me more interesting, right? Nope. You'll do something clever. It's just gonna go out as is. No, it can't. It will. How?
1: Magic. <laughs> It's actually very easy to not edit anything, because yeah. then it's, there's no work involved.
0: Sure, but there were moments when I had sort of just stopped talking. Yep. Those will be in there. <laughs> so people know the real you. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for God. unveiling? <laughs> okay. So how were uh, very
5: freeing, right? In theme with your tour. No, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> you will at the end of your show. <laughs> okay. Uh, alright good well this is your sh- now I think this is how much of a control freak I am. now I think I have to wrap it up yeah please like ask you if you had a nice time and like and thank thanks for coming is there anything you want to talk about <laughs> well I'll
1: be performing at no and I start promoting my own days. <laughs> no it was great who's and, uh,
0: next who else you got on this podcast who's next week Bill Gates oh he's good he's funny yeah. Bill
1: Gates is Thursday sure I'm um, right with that guy <laughs> <laughs> what if he's like
2: he would bat an eye
1: what if, what if what if what if Bill Gates is like, oh yeah, Marin already asked me that question. I'm like what? Uh, <laughs> no! no. What yeah, if killed he's next. me
5: if Paul McCartney said that to us? If he was there, said Marin, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, said, I can't talk about the Beatles. I talked about that with Marin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Beatles, huh? Yeah. What's that like?
5: I was always more of a Stones guy.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's
0: totally what he would say. Well, it's true. <laughs>
1: Uh, Alright, excellent Uh, Thank you for being here, Simon
0: Thanks for having me
1: And enjoy your burrito, everyone
4: Now leaving Nerdist.com Enjoy your burrito
3: Hey grown-ups The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast From Wondery, perfect for the whole family Join the Cat in the Hat And your favorite Dr. Seuss characters As they get whisked away on a new adventure Every week